Hi, and welcome to this week's Mortgage Broker Broadcast. This week's podcast is all about knowing your numbers. And when I'm talking about numbers, I'm talking about business numbers. I'm not talking about your reach on social media or your connections on LinkedIn, anything like that. I'm talking about true business numbers. And what I'm going to look at doesn't really matter whether you're a self-employed in a firm or you're a sole trader or you've got a small, medium or large firm doesn't really matter it's all about understanding what numbers should you be aware of should you be worried about should you be concerned about but like I say it's about being aware of the right numbers what numbers shouldn't you be worried about or concerned about or even looking at and why you should always just look at your own numbers concerned about your own numbers and not worry about anybody else's numbers so yeah let's just get into the podcast You're listening to the Mortgage Broker Broadcast with me, Craig Skelton, the podcast which helps mortgage brokers at all stages of their mortgage broking career. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. As I said, this week's podcast is about knowing your numbers and knowing the right numbers because it's important whether you're self-employed, in a firm, sole trader, business owner, small, medium or large, doesn't really matter. It's about knowing your numbers, but more importantly, knowing what numbers you should be looking at and what you should be reviewing and being aware of day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out. So that's the the topic of this week's podcast. And yeah, because for me, there's a lot of brokers out there that I talk to that don't either know the numbers or know the numbers but don't really know what's important and what they should be looking at so that's what i wanted to get to in this podcast and really the three areas and the three points i want to look at is what numbers should you know what numbers shouldn't you be worried about and why you should be focusing on your own numbers so the first point is what numbers should you know so what i want to do is try and go through the sales process as a mortgage broker and identify the numbers that will happen, that will come up and that you should be aware of. And hopefully this makes sense with the podcast because I'm following the sales process roughly as a mortgage broker. So the first thing is lead generation. So the first thing that happens in the sales process is that a lead come through. Yes, you need to be aware of leads that the number of leads that are coming in, And more importantly, where they are coming from as well, because it's what brokers worry about when they're first starting out, they're worried about lead generation. When they're established, they worry about lead generation. It's a consistent worry in terms of lead generation. So it's always important to know your numbers from a lead generation point of view. Why should you be knowing that? Well, knowing where your leads are coming from will help you to make sure that you are focusing and channeling your efforts in lead generation in the right area because that will help you because just understanding where your leads come from. So if you're not tracking that number, if you're not tracking the leads that are coming through and where they're coming from, you need to start doing that now because that will help you to identify where you should be focusing your efforts in terms of lead generation. So that's the first thing that you should be looking at. The second thing is then following the sales process. Obviously, a lead turns into a fact finder or a first appointment. Whatever word you use, whatever terminology you use, that's fine. And yes, you need to know these two. That might be quite obvious that you need to know how many first appointments you've done or how many fact finds you've completed. 
but there are still people out there that I speak to that don't track those numbers. So you need to know these, how many fact finds you've done, I would say week by week, month by month. Why is that important? Because you can then understand what your conversion is of leads to first appointments, which is an important number. That will give you an idea of the quality of the leads that are coming in from each source. Because if you are just tracking the leads, you're getting loads of leads coming through, but then you're not tracking those leads to a first appointment or a fact bind, you will not know what's working. So it's important to understand that from a business point of view. So track your leads, where they come from, track your first appointments, that will again give you a conversion. So if you know how many fact finds you've done, how many first appointments you've done on the number of leads, you've got a conversion of lead to appointment, which is important to know. This, the next part in the process then is sign up or a case, what written business, whatever terminology again you use. So you need to know how many cases you've done week by week and what is the value as well. So week by week, month by month, because you need to know these numbers by week, by month, by quarter and by year, because why do you need to know that? Because again, you need to know what your conversion is of appointments or for fact finds to then actual business. So that will help you with the conversion area as well. And knowing your conversion is important. You need to know your conversion of first appointments to, sorry, leads to first appointments, first appointments to cases. You need to know what that conversion looked like. And again, you will understand that by quality of source because it's okay getting loads of leads, say, coming from LinkedIn, um, but then you don't convert those into fact finds or first appointments. You don't convert those into business that might be not the right area to channel your efforts in terms of ways. If you're doing Instagram and you're tracking it and you can sort of see, well, I've got three leads coming in, two have converted to a first appointment. I've converted one of those then into actual business. You can see conversion, you can track it and you know where you should be focusing your efforts in terms of your lead generation. So if you don't track, it, you won't know. If you do track it, you will know. It's as simple as that. So like I say, you will know then your conversion of fact find to sign up and this will help again with your development areas because if you're good at lead generation and you're good at appointments and doing fact finds, but then you're not converting at least one in three of those fact finds into business, you need to develop your closing techniques and what's going wrong with regards to your first appointments and why they're not turning to business. And that can be various areas, which we're not going to cover on today's podcast. We're just talking about numbers. But these will help you identify your development areas. And the whole point of this podcast and going through tracking and going through knowing your numbers, it will help you as a business, as a self-employed broker in a firm, doesn't matter what you are, it will help you to understand what your development are, development areas are, as an individual and as a business. So track your leads and the source, track your first appointments, track your um, fact finds, and then, and also as well, making sure you're tracking your cases, signups, what your written business is. So again, going back to then your signups and your, your cases, it's also then important to understand when, like I said at the beginning, knowing what how many cases you've done week by week, but also their value because you also need to understand what your average case size is as well. Why? I'll tell you that in a second. But what do I mean by average case size? Well, putting your broker fee in there, 
procuration fee protection that will give you the case value. So if you're doing, you've done, we'll use simplistic numbers, four mortgages this month and you've written eight grand of business, £8,000 of business, you've got your average care size is two grand. It's as simple as that. So what you need to do is track your average care size because, again, is making sure that as you grow and develop as a mortgage broker, you're improving your case size. And sometimes that can be out of your control because you could be doing lots of PTs or remortgages or your, your values can be low if you're based in the north compared to the south. So you can't worry too much around, around that kind of thing. But it's important to understand what your average case size is and looking at how you can develop and grow that because you need to be moving that forward because you tend to find that when you're first starting out, You've not got your sales process right. You've not got your protection process right. You've got not got the referral process right as well. Your case size will be lower. So it's about working smarter with your clients and generating more income for yourself, especially around consumer duty and that buzzword that I think right now. It's important to know working smarter with the leads that you've got and improving your case size. So understanding what that is and what that number is right now and then looking at how you're going to grow that and develop that, you've got to know the number. So you've got to know what your starting point is with the average case size. So know your average case size. And as well with that, you've got to understand what your average broker fee is as well. So I know that 50% of brokers, I've seen the stat recently, 50% of brokers don't charge a broker fee. That's fine. That's their choice. That's up to them. But if you are a mortgage broker that does charge a broker fee, and I'm not going to go into the ins and outs of why you should be charging a fee, but why you should be tracking your average broker fee is basically the same as the average case size that is looking at developing your business. So you might be, it's just tracking whether you are reducing your broker fee or waiving your broker fee if you charge, just understanding that you are growing that aspect of the business as well. But knowing where you start and where you're starting from to track that, you can then know how to, to develop and whether that's an issue or not for you in terms of your average broker fee. The other thing is as well is protection conversion. So there's a lot of detail with protection conversion that you can track and that you should be tracking. So in terms of protection conversion, you should know what your conversion is on remortgages, on product transfers, on buy-to-lets, purchases, first-time buyers. You should know... And you need to know what your protection conversion is on those different types of clients. And then you also need to drill that down further as well in terms of what types of protection as well. So income protection, life, life and kick, criticalness on its own, understanding what you are recommending and what you're converting for the client, putting in place, putting on risk, depending on your client demographic, will again help you develop as a mortgage broker because you know that if you're just taking a sweepstake of sort of sweep overall and saying right, I convert 50% protection to mortgages, okay, that's your starting point. That's where you're at. But how do you develop? Is it is that all on first-time buyers and you're not doing anything on purchases? Is it all on first-time buyers and doing nothing on remortgages? Are you doing anything on PTs? And then if you're not understanding your numbers, you can then look to go, okay, well, I need to work on my PT conversion protection as well because I've not done anything in terms of any protection cover for PT clients and every client is important and by to less everybody will need some form of protection doesn't matter whether they're a PT remote purchaser 
first-time buyer buy to that landlord, they will need some form of protection. So it's understanding what your conversion is like on each one as well. So we are getting to quite a bit detail in, and there's quite a lot of numbers to track. However, it will help you to develop and understand your own shortfalls and understand what you need to develop as a mortgage broker and really drilling down for you and your expertise to then move that forward. So understanding protection, just not understanding overall conversion, is drilling down that as well. It's also understanding what your average monthly premium is because you might be selling a lot of £10 policies or minimum policies when actually that could be development area as well in terms of, so not just tracking conversion, what does your average, month, average monthly premium look like as well for IP, for life and kick, for kick only. Getting into that, you need to know those numbers. And like I say, you need to know what your development areas are. It's also as well that I know some mortgage brokers do refer their protection sales. Now, again, we're not going to get into the detail on the podcast about doing it and referring and benefits referring and why you shouldn't be referring all those things. I'm not talking about that. What we need to look at is if you are referring your protection opportunities to another broker or protection specialist, you still need to track that conversion. You still need to track the types and monthly premiums. Why do you need to do that? Because you need to make sure that you are referring your protection opportunities to the right person. So the conversion might be good on remortgages but not good on first-time buyers well, that, that's an area you need to understand if you're referring because you need to work with that individual to help them because these are your clients at the end of the day that's their learning and shortfall however these are your clients you're referring to and you might take that through that you can if you know the numbers and not just a conversion of I refer three people and they sign one protection policy up and I'm okay with that. You need to drill that down a little bit more, a lot more to be honest with you, to get the right numbers that you need to work with. And it's also as well about making sure that your clients are protected. So, and if you don't know the skills and the knowledge and the shortfalls of the protection specialist that you're referring to, how do you know that you protect, how do you know that your clients are protected? So, well, like I say, you need to know from a protection conversion point of view, know your numbers as well. It's also as well, I've done a podcast on this quite a while ago about knowing your pipeline. And I'm not going to get into too much detail about that, but knowing your pipeline as a mortgage broker is a must. If you're part of a, if you're self-employed mortgage broker, again, doesn't matter whether you're a firm, sole trader, part of a business, or you run a business, knowing your pipeline is vital and a must for anybody in the mortgage broker space. So why is it important? Because you need to understand what your pipeline turn is. It's good to have a large pipeline, absolutely, but it's also bad to have a large pipeline as well, because if you are building a large pipeline, but it's not coming out, you need to look at that, and that's, again, an, a development area for you. So just really getting back to basics on it with really pipeline turn. You need to know what pipeline turn your pipeline turn is, and what I mean by that is that you should issue bank, wherever the, wherever the terminology you use, you should issue or bank 30% of your starting pipeline each month. So just to give you an example for that, if you start the pipe the month with and your pipeline's £33,000, you should be issuing banking 10 grand that month. It's as simple as that. And if you're not, well, why you should do that is because if your pipeline isn't turning or issuing is not quick coming out quick enough, that could be an area for you to develop as well in terms of your case progression or 
if you have got an administrator, you can set them expectations and benchmarks and targets to make sure that they are turning the pipeline for you because that's what you're paying for. So again, with an administrator, it's sometimes hard to have expectations and targets, but you can from that point of view with your pipeline because 30% should be coming out. So hopefully that, like I say, I've done a previous podcast on the importance of knowing your pipeline. That's just part of it. But like I say, you need to know that you must know those numbers. You must know what your value is of a pipeline at the start of each month. And that will help you with knowing that what's going to come out, what you're going to issue and what you're going to income, you're going to generate from your pipeline during the month. So then moving on to that, the the next bit then is when it does come out, understanding what your issued to written, sorry, to issued strat slash bank is as a conversion. So what do I mean by that? Well, and what do you track? Well, I would use a percent how I would do it is I would use a percentage. So and I would use the rolling 12 month figures to give you an idea of what your written to issued or banked conversion is as a percentage. And so how you do that is I'll give you simplistic numbers. So if you have written hundred thousand pounds in 12 months and you have issued or banked ninety thousand pounds in that same 12 month period. You've got a written to issue conversion of 90%. That should hopefully make sense. And if it doesn't, drop me a message, drop me a comment, and I'll sort of clarify it a little bit more. But you want to have that percentage. So what you do is get your banked issued num value on the roll on the last 12 months, and then get your written on the last 12 months, and that will give you a percentage. Now, if you're first starting out, your written to issue percentage is going to be low because you're writing business. And you've not got a full 12 months of issue banked coming in. So you've got to be make, making sure that you roll, you're using a roll in 12 months to get this figure. Now, if you're finding that, for me, the minimum you should be issuing compared to your written should be 85%. You shouldn't be anything less than that. If you are less than that, that's something you need to be working on because as a self employed mortgage broker, you shouldn't be writing loads of business that then MPW doesn't come out because what is the point? You're self-employed and you only get paid when it issues or banks. So there's no point writing loads of business that doesn't come out the other side just to look make the numbers look good. So I would track that as a individual. I track it as I track it as a business to make sure that eight is at least eighty five percent is coming out because you shouldn't be wasting your time. So hopefully that explains written to issued as well. And then lastly. Your income now, to be honest with you, if you don't worry about this, then you've either got it 100% right and you're trusting your process and trusting health, everything else, or you've got everything wrong. And I'll leave that up to you to decide because you've got to know whether you're tracking your income or not. And uh, that's down to you. Um, and I'm not going to offer any more comment on that. So that's the. F- so we've gone through a lot in there in terms of the first point of what numbers you should be looking at and really tracking as a mortgage broker what numbers don't matter well to be honest with you there's a lot of numbers in them at being a mortgage broker most numbers do matter because you can influence a lot of those numbers so all most numbers do matter but what i've just gone through previously i would say they're the ones that do matter so anything else doesn't matter too much and it's just being aware of them but you don't need to track them as 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 detailed as what I've gone through already. And then lastly, why should you worry about your own numbers? Well, 
everybody's different. Every business is different. We already know that half of mortgage brokers don't charge a fee. Half do. So you've got half the mortgage broker population that you're going to be different to already. You're going to be different locations with different types of clients, different skills. What I would say is just track your own numbers. Don't be distracted by outside influence with regard to your own numbers. Drill down, look at your own numbers and look to build on your own numbers. So knowing where you're starting from and looking to build from there. So yeah, that's this week's podcast. Just to recap, there's a lot of numbers in mortgage broker business, but it's important to know which ones you should be tracking and which ones you should be aware of then and having some sort of system in place as a business owner, as a sole trader, as a self-employed mortgage broker in a firm, you need to know your numbers and you need to know the right numbers. That is important. The thing with it is you can use, there's two things with regards to tracking your numbers. If you've got an amazing CRM that will track those numbers for you, then great. Or if not, just use good old fashioned spreadsheets, get the formulas in. And once they're created and in place, that will help you track your numbers anyway. So that will help in a, in a big way. So, but like I say, it doesn't matter how you track them. The important thing is being aware and making sure you do track those numbers. That's the important thing. And not just going day by day, week by week of just flying by the seat of your pants, not knowing whether you're growing or not, not knowing whether you're developing or not, and just going, do you know what? I am my income. It's okay. And I don't need to worry about anything else. You do need to know your numbers in order to help you develop, grow, establish whatever you do, wherever part of the process you're in, whatever your journey is as a mortgage broker, you need to be tracking your numbers. So hopefully you found that podcast useful. Any thoughts, feedback, comments, questions, anything else, then please just drop a message on the platform, whatever you listen to the podcast on. And if you're thinking about becoming a self-employed mortgage broker or you're looking to set up your own mortgage broker firm brand and business, or you're looking for help and support to enhance your existing business and develop that and achieve the goals you want to achieve, then please get in touch and I can explain how you and I can work together to making sure that you're achieving what you're looking for from your mortgage broker business, achieving your goals and your plans and enjoying being a mortgage broker, which is what it's all about. Enjoying being a mortgage broker business owner, which is what it's all about. And as always, don't forget to run your own race. Thank you for listening to the Mortgage Broker Broadcast, the podcast which helps mortgage brokers at all stages of their mortgage broking career. If you have any questions about this podcast or any topics you want to discuss, or if you're interested in working with me further, then please get in touch.